Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. How you doing today, my love? I'm well. How are you? I am amazing. Um, today we have a very interesting topic um, that I wanted to dive in for a very long time today. So let's go ahead and get started. So we have a captivating episode in store for you. We're delving into the intriguing history of MK Ultra and its possible connections to present-day activities. So buckle up and get ready for mind-bending revelations. But first, to understand the present, we must first uncover the past. MKUltra, also known as the CIA's Mind Control Program, was a secret operation that took place from the 1950s to the early 1970s. The goal of MKUltra was to explore various techniques for manipulating and controlling the human mind. But how did it all begin? MKUltra had its roots in the Cold War era when the United States and the Soviet Union were engaged in a high-stakes battle for dominance. The CIA became deeply concerned about the possibility of other nations or other organizations using mind control techniques against American interests. This fear led to the birth of MKUltra. The program encompassed a wide range of experiments from administering LSD to unsuspecting individuals to testing the effects of sensory deprivation and hypnosis. The CIA collaborated with uh, universities, hospitals, and other institutions, often without the subject's knowledge or, or consent. The methods used were ethically questionable, and the consequences for those involved were severe. The CIA conducted experiments on a variety of individuals, often without their knowledge or consent. The few examples of the groups and individuals who were subjected to MKUltra tests were the unwitting civilians, MKUltra involved the administration of drugs, including LSD, to unsuspecting individuals in mm. various settings, such as bars, restaurants, and universities. These experiments aim to study the effects of mind-altering substances on the human psyche. Prisoners, some inmates in prisons and detention centers were subject to MKUltra experiments. These prisoners were often chosen because they were seen as more vulnerable or easily manipulated. Military personnel. MKUltra extended its reach to military personnel, particularly those involved in specialized operations. The program sought to explore the potential of mind control techniques for military purposes. Mental health patients. Individuals seeking treatment for mental health issues became unwitting subjects of MKUltra experiments. The CIA collaborated with psychiatrists, uh, 
hospitals and institutions, or excuse me, psychiatric hospitals and institutions where patients were unknowingly subjected to various mind control methods. Sex workers were also sometimes used as subjects in MKUltra experiments. The program aimed to assess whether mind control techniques could be utilized for espionage or other covert activities. It's important to note that the full extent of the individuals involved in MKUltra experiments is not fully known due to the destruction of many program records. The experiments conducted under MKUltra was highly unethical and raised significant ethical concerns regarding uh, informed consent and the well-being of the subjects involved. While MKUltra officially ended in the 70s, there are lingering questions about its true termination and the extent of its influence. Many documents related to the program were destroyed, leaving behind limited evidence. However, some surviving records and testimonies from individuals involved shed light on the project's objectives and activities. Now, let's fast forward to the present day. Despite MKUltra's supposed demise, there are persistent claims that elements of the program continue to exist in one form or another. Today, we'll explore some of these allegations and examine the possible connections between MKUltra and modern-day practices. One area of interest is the field of targeted individuals. These are individuals who believe they are victims of mind control or harassment techniques, often involving electronic devices. While some dismiss these claims as delusions, others argue that they might be indicative of ongoing covert operations similar to those explored under MKUltra. Another aspect worth uh, considering is the influence of technology on the mind control. In the digital age, we are consistently surrounded by devices that collect vast amounts of personal data. This raises concerns about the potential misuse of this information and its impact on our thoughts, behaviors, even more political opinions. Could this be a subtle form of mind control? In conclusion, MKUltra remains a dark chapter in the history of covert operations and government experimentation. The program, which operated from the 1950s to the 1970s, aimed to explore mind-controlled techniques and manipulate human behavior. The experiments conducted under MKUltra were often unethical, with subjects being unknowingly subjected to drugs, hypnosis, sensory deprivation, and other techniques. While MKUltra officially ended decades ago and many records related to the program were, de- were destroyed, questions and speculation persist regarding its true termination and potential continuation under different names or within classified projects. There are claims suggesting that elements of MKUltra may still exist, particularly in relation to targeting individuals and potential manipulation of thoughts and behaviors through advanced technology. It is important to approach these claims with skepticism. 
As concrete evidence is limited and many allegations far into the realm of conspiracy theories, without access to classified information or whistleblowers, it is challenging to provide de definitive proof of the current existence or non-existence of mind control programs resembling MKUltra. MK uh, the legacy of MK Ultra serves as a reminder of the importance of ethical considerations and the protection of individual rights and autonomy. The program's controversial history has sparked ongoing discussions about the balance between national security interests and the protection of human subjects in scientific research. As we continue to uncover the hidden truths behind covert operations and government conspiracies, it is crucial to approach the subject matter with critical thinking, thorough research, and a commitment to uncovering the facts. Only by doing so can we strive for transparency and accountability in matters that have the potential to impact individual lives and society as a whole. So what do you think of MKUltra? Um... Do you think it still persists today? And the overall subject, what are your thoughts? I would like to say yes. Mm. And just like the um, article we were reading was mentioning not to take anything to heart or make anything factual because they're just theories. Mm. My theory on the matter is that um, America is not a real place, even though we live in it. And um, there are a lot of things that I think are intentional to keep us divided as a group of people mm. rather than to be united to realize what's actually happening right before our eyes. So um, an example of that would be where they were talking about information being breached, but we are willingly giving our information every time we download an app, every time we sign up for an email address, every time we're, you know, kind of just... Willingly giving away Willingly our giving, rights. Giving away our identity, but we're plugged into something that's interesting. So it's an exchange that we're not realizing could affect us in the long run. Mm. Um, I don't know if you've come across an article or um, there was this, I can't remember what it was, but they were sharing how a lot of the laptops that we have have webcams or mm. phones that we have have webcams. So there could be someone on the other side, like watching our everyday moves or where we're going, like a location tracker through the camera and mm -hmm. everything that we do. So we think we're watching an HBO Max show, but someone's on the other end just watching us, you know, chomp on some, you know, chips while we're laying and watching the, the film on our show or whatever we're engaging in. So there are aspects of it that I feel like are not titled as MK Ultra. But there are things that we're willingly surrendering to as human beings without us actually knowing what it's for or why it's being done. You ever heard of Charles Manson? Explain. Charles Manson was a um, cult a leader who convinced um, his following to kill a lot of people, right? Mm -hmm. So um, the theories say that Charles Manson worked for the CIA and they showed him how to um, conduct these MK Ultra experiments and manipulate people's minds into doing something with it, into doing whatever he wanted them to do, basically. Um, the thing is that 
he got locked up a lot and he got released from prison and um i forget what the exact story was but um officer from the prison was like well, so why do we if we did such egregious crimes why are we just keep locking this up locking him up and his superior was like um it's above my pay grade hmm. so he had allegedly some ties to you know the 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 CIA section of the government and um this was to deter the the hippie movement um, because hippies didn't want to go to Vietnam or war or whatnot like that, and um, they used the people um, who killed. They used um, Charles Manson's following to deter, like, oh well, these hippies are killing people, so hippies are bad people. They, all they do is sit around, and do drugs, and, and murder. You know, so that basically destroyed the hippie movement. It could be, yeah. It could be something also like remember the whole. Um, era of Me Too and a lot of people being held accountable for um, being predators especially to underage you know children Um, well just children period because whether they're underage or whatever you know it just should not happen assault is assault regardless of what age Um, but anyway um, Epstein Mm. because I believe that there were so many influential quote unquote people or wealthy people that were attached to this man, I think the best solution for them were to um, completely (laughs) annihilate his existence so that they wouldn't come down with him. So in in that aspect of the topic, I feel like they created the Me Too movement, right? To um, be in solidarity of women. But they took the context away, I think, a little bit from what he actually mean or what it actually meant. And if you notice, not everybody was canceled when it came to that topic or subject. Mm. They were picking and choosing who. Because how could we have a president, you know, that was all up <laughs> in, you know, a lot of situations that he should not have been involved in, Flying especially in all up. saying things like the comments that he made about women and, you know, grabbing them a certain way. So why is it that we get someone who's a complete predator or someone that's dangerous leading a country? Like, all of the things that I, I feel like are bizarre in our country are not done by um, accident. It's a planned experiment. So I think that, like, American in particular for me, I, I look at it as a huge experiment with racial um, topics and subjects mm. when it comes to... Um, women and men and our rights when it comes to anything really um, that has to do with American people. I think this country legit (laughs) is a huge existing experiment and that's why it's so chaotic and crazy. Another one is guns. Like the fact that we haven't had a resolution to controlling assault rifles to be purchased on a regular day basis. Why is it that we have so many shootings? You know, like, there's something that I feel like is because not a Because we're all being mind-controlled. We're all being mind-controlled to have mental illness and mm-hmm. addictions. And we're told what to, what to eat, um, what to wear, how to sleep. Everything is controlled, you know, and they started this in the 1950s 
with commercials and advertisements and there's a pe- there's people out there who get paid a lot of money to tell us what to think and how to react to certain things. You know, which side are you on? Are you on the right or are you on the left? Are you a liberal right. or are you a conservative? Are you a Democrat or are you a Republican? You know, there's no in-between. Are you uh, Antifa or are you <coughs> uh, 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 somebody rocking a, a, a polo with with a tiki torch? You know, um, we're all being mind-controlled and certain way and we be and we're becoming addicted to this mind control to these ideals to these to our thoughts to our religions to our belief systems to society to our our sex to our to our to our we're all stuck in this in this vacuum so what are some forms of um mind control do you think are being used today dealing with technology. The beginning of what I felt mind control was was getting a group of people to think collectively whether or not it was right or wrong. Mm. That first thing was vote or die. Mm. <clears throat> I'm not saying that people shouldn't vote. I'm not sure saying people should vote. But the idea that you felt that advertisement is a tool to encourage people to do something that they normally would not do or to do something that the group is going to be doing. So then you feel obligated to do that thing. It's the illusion of choice. The illusion of choice. So I think that that happens prominently, particularly in spaces where there's an agenda that needs to be met Mm. and a group effort to make that situation happen, whether or not it's ethical or not. Mm-hmm. I do believe that our society has stemmed from um, stemmed away from reality because everybody's life is on social media. And it's gotten to the point where it's so oversaturated that we forget that reality is reality and social media is not our reality. I mean, it is reality. It's just manufactured reality. It is, but reality. it's curated in a way where everything is not as realistic as it is in real life. So you have a lot of people that consider themselves influencers, but they're in debt and they're promoting something that's false. Let me ask you this. What is reality? What is reality? Me sitting right next to you and having a conversation in person. And what is that based in? What is that based in? Mm -hmm. Realness. I could touch you. I could feel you. I can understand when you're happy. I can know when you're sad. Perception, right? Perception. So... A person who is a multi-billionaire may perceive things differently because they don't have the same struggles that we have. So are they reality, is their reality different from ours? Reality is existence, I believe. And perception is what we curate and what we want people to believe. That may not be factual. It could be factual, but it's nine times out of ten is a curated version of what we actually are. What if nobody is around? What is your perception then? What if nobody's around? Yeah. I'm not following. You said, repeat what you just said. Your perception is what? I was saying that reality is existence. Mm. What is existing? 
perception is an idea that you put out that is curated and you're promoting whether it's perfection or something that's completely different from what is existing right now in the moment of what you are. Right. So the purpose of that being is to have other people perceive you in a certain type of way that you want to be perceived, right? Could be, yeah. So what if nobody's around to perceive you in that light? What is your reality then? And that's the question that we have to ask. Are we okay with nobody watching? Mm. And I don't think we're now in a society where we are okay with being by ourselves or okay being in our own solitude. It is always the constant gratification of needing to know if you're accepted or following the group's popularity of what's happening. So, for instance, let's say, like, okay, social media platform. If you don't post often, if you're not active every day, then you're shadow banned. Mm. So they purposely punish you or put you in a category that is not of someone that's constantly posting every day or making lives. So already you're made to be in a certain classification in that space to make you feel like it's important for you to be there when in actuality, reality is the important thing, right? Mm. Because if you're spending your day on the phone every day, are you getting your work done? Are you engaging with your family? Like, are you doing anything that you should be doing in a reality space? But I think our society is now so used to being in a program space so that if we have mass shootings that are happening every day, it's something we're scrolling and acting like it's not down the street or in another state. Like, it's far far removed from us and desensitized when it becomes something we're just scrolling rather than it being in our existence. Let me stop you there. So... When we're scrolling, um, when our phones flash or or ring or we get a text and we hear that ping, Mm -hmm. studies show that we get a small dopamine spike within us. Now, when the CIA were performing these, um, were administering these um, MKUltra tests, they were giving people LSD was which is like a, a, a boost of a, a, by a thousand times of dopamine. So I believe that MK Ultra still exists just in a different form. Exactly. Every time we scroll on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or we get a text, these little d- devices in our phone is a form of the MK Ultra experiments right and it could be very similar but now it no longer has a title now what scares me is we are part of the generation that knows what it's like not to have phones Mm -hmm. but our children you know who are growing up with screens everywhere television ipads cell phones computers they don't know what what it's like not to have. They don't know what it's like not to be unplugged. I saw that firsthand in the educational system. And um, I remember us having a conversation, too, that um, when you were growing up in school, did you say that you didn't learn cursive? I learned cursive. You did? But okay, I can't but do it now, though. <laughs> I'm saying there's a certain level of, of like a group of kids that never learned that skill. Mm. Um, one of the most important things that are written in cursive is the constitution. So you can't even understand your own rights if you can't read in cursive. 
So I think that <clears throat> a lot of what we have nowadays, like I, I think about how our child has like a little device and he has access to everything that he wants. So what kind of people are we raising to sustain or to be able to be patient when it comes to waiting for something? And they say that we control the algorithms, but we really don't. No. Everything is curated in a specific way to spike that dopamine level. There's been a lot of parents um, just talking about, you know, children and YouTube that have been banning YouTube kids Mm. because there are certain shows that are popping up now with pornographic, um, what is it, subliminal messages Mm, to children. And it could be something very innocent like a Disney show, but it's someone who's putting those things together and making them behave inappropriately. And I actually saw it last Mm. week on the device. Mm. And it made me nervous because it's like you're, you're trusting these applications to have, you know, things that you kind of morally agree with. But it's not like that, you know, in that space or that world. So I feel like also unintentionally they're experimenting and seeing how far it can go with technology. And a lot of people, because technology has been moving so fast, haven't been able to see the long-term effects of how t- technology can really hinder the brain or hinder our, our progression as and, people. And you spoke about one thing, desensitizing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're constantly hearing about shootings or mass shootings or, 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 or events that, that's, that's catastrophic, but two minutes later we're, we're laughing at cat videos. Right. So I see how it affects us as adults, but are children being desensitized in a sense? Like, are they being mind-controlled to a point that they're being pointed in a direction where it's not very positive. I agree. To a point where they don't see any wrong in it. Mm. So I think about how, you know, like, there was a level of things that you didn't do in the space of your parents, you know? So, for instance, there would be, like, shows that you couldn't watch, obviously, Mm. with your parents. But now it's like everybody's watching everything. And if you say no, your child has access to that thing. It's not like you can block it out of them. Because if they're not going to learn it here, you know, like still in our space, there's still things that we naturally have as humans where if someone says no to you as a kid, nine times out of ten, you're still going to want to figure it out. But it's easier to have access to those things now because they're at the palm of your hand. And it's funny because whenever I see you block certain things on um, the device, it'll pop right back up. But it's like amplified. Every time you block something, two more pop up. Mm -hmm. Or if you block two more, four more pop up. Mm -hmm. It's like... It increases every time you block something that we deem is not was we deem inappropriate. I personally like right before he was born, um, wanted to be crunchy because Mm. technology for me. What's crunchy for our listeners? Crunchy, so (laughs) someone that's not going like following trends that are like happening. So for me, I didn't want my child to like automatically be watching TV. I wanted mm-hmm. him to be about books, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like that's kind of how like I was raised. But I see also the negative aspect of having too much control over what a child is doing mm-hmm. because it makes the situation worse. So they're left out and things like that. But for me, like I really did not want the world to introduce themselves to our child before we had an opportunity to do so. 
And the thing about that is, you know, parents out there who work full-time jobs and they come home and cook and sometimes parents just want to relax, you know, and, and, and turn off the world. And I wouldn't say unknowingly, but sometimes you just need a break. So you, you pull out the, the TV or iPad and that's true. And for like five or 10 that's minutes. But sometimes I'm like, I feel bad taking a break as a prank. Cause I'm like, do parents take breaks? And if they do, like, what are they doing? Cause it's like, sometimes I'm like, I don't want my child to sound like Ryan. Mm. I don't want my child to sound like, you know, something else. But, you know, there's some things that you have to sacrifice and some things that you just have to allow to happen because they are going to happen. Mm-hmm. But, and that's the thing because it's like, what does the world look like when you know things like MK Ultra exist or you know that there's a way that life is developed for you to live in, but how do you then move your family forward? How do you move yourself forward knowing that those things are in place? For you to either fail or to distract yourself from succeeding or, you know, yeah. being aware of what's going on. What frightens me is that um, there's a lot of legalization happening or it speaks about legalization of, you know, like drugs, like mushrooms, mm-hmm. marijuana, of course, maybe LSD later on down the line. Like mm-hmm. once all these things are, are legalized, like. What's going to happen then? Are we going to be more easily influenced? You know, um, are we going to be more easily swayed um, by subtle suggestions of the powers that be? Like, what is really going on? Why are they pushing this legalization? When before it was such a big deal not to do it. Boom. You know what I mean? So I think there's a reason for everything. Right. You know, and it's it's just frightening to see where we're we're heading to. You know, it's unknown territory. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what they're planning. They're telling us one thing, but they're doing five things underneath us. Like, but if you take a step back, you can actually see. And that's where I'm. I'm at the point where I'm like, I really feel like America's not a real place because it's like it's not real. We're we're almost living in a nightmare that we didn't ask for. I don't think anywhere is a real place. Real place at this point. Well, Unless yeah. you're like living on a, a island in in the Indian Ocean, like yeah, you don't think. Any, but I'm saying like everything is created for us to live a certain lifestyle, mm. and it's like you can be the hardest working person, but it's like, are you really gonna get out of the situation that you're in, based off of like what you're experiencing? And yes, there are people that are doing well, but it's like some people have challenges with addictions. Some mm. people have challenges, like you know being okay with who they are as people. So they fuck up in certain aspects. And mm. maybe they wouldn't fuck up if it wasn't a fucked up place. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could but... see that. I could see that, uh, you know, <laughs> Kanye West was, was saying a lot of shit that, before he went on his anti-Semitic rant, he was saying a lot of things that, um, well, basically speaking about the powers that that control us and how we're like not really free. We think we're free, but we're all slaves in a different form or fashion. You know what I mean? And I think that being financially um, free helps you see all the 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 wizard behind the curtains. You know what I mean? Like the Wizard of Oz. Like you you can see what's really going on. I think we're in a different position where we don't have access to that much wealth, but we see. 
Yeah. And I don't think it's anything about what being financially stable or not. I think that if you really pay attention, you actually see shit, you know? Yeah. And not really being... It's just that when you're financially stable, what I'm trying to say is that you can steer your own ship and not let anybody else steer it for you. To an extent, because yeah. you know what's what's going on with Kanye now. Uh they rekindled their, his deal with Adidas. I get that, but it's going to be so hard for him to be that billionaire that he was bragging about. He was. I mean, he's still well off. He's still well off, but there's a lot of things that... The only thing about Kanye that I love is that he has a cult following, right? Like, whatever he do or say or most of his... If he came out with some Yeezys tomorrow, a lot of people are still want to buy that shit. If he had a concert tomorrow, a lot of people want to go to that concert tomorrow. I hear you, but what if he's an, uh, an MK Ultra too? Maybe. And designed to get people to buy so many Yeezys that they forget that there's mass shootings that happen every day. He could be a clone. You know, they said Gucci man was a clone. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, sometimes it gets so overwhelming for me, like MK Ultras or all these different things that are designed to get people to think a certain way or just to see how humans react in certain stressful situations. Or, you know, redlining, I feel like, it was an experiment. Mm. Having a divide between races is an experiment. Mm. Creating races to create division is an experiment. Like all of these things that hinder our progress as human beings or actually to see what the fuck is going on. So we, you know, whether we protest, whether we don't protest, like there's certain things. Black Lives Matter, a lot of people had a problem with that. That could have been okay, Ultra. You know, I it's think like all of it is, is control. <clears throat> all of the, these narratives that are being created to develop fear out of people to not be able to move forward. It's a lot of people who are really smart, really smart, working for really rich people that know human psychology and human and human um, thought. That it's like they're they're playing chess. You know what I mean? Like they can see 10 moves ahead on what's going to happen in the future if they do certain things. And they know what we... Anytime somebody gets shot unjustly by the police, they know we're going to, mar- we're going to march. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, abortion laws. You know, a certain sect of people are going to march for that. You know what I mean? Um, just like school shootings. They know a certain amount of people are going to march for that. It's like... I don't want to get too conspiracy theorists, but are these situations created or now uh, manufactured in a way to get us to react? A lot of us, normal people were reactionary. You know, something has to happen in order for us to do something. We just don't do things out of merit, you know, because we're stuck in these jobs and school loans and debt. Like, we're worried about us individually instead of collectively and I think that once we think of us as a collective not just right wing left wing blue collar uh, white collar democrat or republican once we think of ourselves as a collective I think that those politics like MK Ultra or different ways to maneuver us to a certain um, wherever they want us to want to to put us won't won't even work. Yeah, I did want to bring something up as you say that because I was thinking about how I've 
I do believe that there is a tension between the narrative that we've been accepting with actually people being conscious of what's going on mm. or recognizing that, no, we don't want this. So a prime example of that, and I know a lot of people dislike the Kardashians, but I think about how they had so many people tied around their fingers and obsessed with their lifestyle of wealth and like, you know, everyday life and what they were doing and how successful they were becoming with these brands. But something happened after COVID where people realized that, oh, you can actually work from home, you mm. know, when before we couldn't imagine that being an option, but literally everyone except for like essential workers, um, as far as like grocery stores and hospitals, like everybody could literally do something at home, but that was never promoted for us. Post COVID, you have people like the Kardashians because people are, are now like not really for being attached to or wanting to follow people with a lifestyle that's about the rich and the wealthy. They're mm. like, how can I relate to you on a level where I'm at? Like, just being extremely rich is not what people are striving to be right now. We just mm. want to exist. You know what I mean? We just want to get by to the day. So um, <laughs> I was seeing on social media where people were attacking the mom. What's her name? Something Jenner. Where she was doing a collaboration with Doritos. Mm. The comments were like crushing her because it's like, since when do you eat Doritos? And why are you pretending like you eat this shit? It's business. You know, it's business. But now it's like they can't, they're losing money because they are no longer relative to the, the, the group of people that were following their wealth, you know? Or like there were used to be shows on VH1 called, you know, My Big House or, or Cribs and things mm. like that. But people, like, the times are not that anymore. Like nobody's really wanting to aspire to be anything. They're just trying to get by or trying to just do the best they can do to get through the day. And so I'm thinking like there's so many people like the Kardashians that had this wealth off of feeding off of people's um, fantasies of wanting their lives. Mm -hmm. But now we've shifted in a space where people aren't thinking that way and they don't know how to make money. So they're resorting to Doritos, but everybody sees that shit as fake. I... I I agree with you, but I I have my um my theories on the the, the pandemic as well, and people mm -hmm. leaving jobs, you know, because I'll say that for another podcast yeah, episode because <laughs> I because I, 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 I definitely we can go on for days. And yeah, that, that's 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 a rabbit hole that um we should probably get into yourself, you know, um people losing jobs and chat GBT and. AI creating jobs for AI taking jobs, you know what I mean? People think uh immigrants are taking jobs, but now nah, it's AI. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, that's MK that's Ultra. It, that's a wrap. That's MK Ultra, man. Um just just broaden your perspective, man. Question everything cuz the direction we're going is getting crazy. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment. Um, listen to us ramble. Listen to us ramble. Um, I hope you like it.